In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, thanks for being here on this Sunday morning, sunny Monday morning, folks. It is a great day here in Chicago, and I hope that everybody has had a fabulous weekend. You know, shout out to Amber and Jeannie and the other ladies at Tribal Truth in Chicago, uh, because we had a great Sunday yesterday. I went and did a presentation to the group yesterday on the power of gratitude and how embracing different gratitude um, rituals, if you will, into your life and having a higher awareness of the things in the world to be thankful for can really impact your life and that of others. And I'm going to tell that story tomorrow. It's a powerful story of my in my own life of how having a journaling ritual, a gratitude journaling ritual, really changed my life for, forever and, and really significantly. And I like to think the lives of, of many others as well. So join me tomorrow on EFTRadioOnline.com. The Blog Talk Radio Show is the EFT Million Dollar Tapping Show. So that's every other Tuesday. And tomorrow the topic is gratitude. We'll be going over some of the things I talked about at Tribal Truth, the Chicago chapter yesterday. And it was just a blast. It was so much fun. So shout out, ladies. It was really great. Today, we have a fabulous guest. And our guest combines his knowledge and gift of music with his passion for self-progression and improvement to help people better themselves in all areas of life. And for years, Jonathan Mitchell worked with teens in the inner city here in Chicago, my hometown, and later at Utah's Diamond Ranch Academy, helping them to recover from drug abuse, domestic violence, and and to find their own voice outside of that that gang environment. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Jonathan believes that if you take the slums out of people, they will take themselves out of the slums. And his sole desire is to teach others to allow the music within to be in harmony with the music of health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. And today, we're going to talk about how to become the master of your own life and tune into that frequency of abundance and allow the music within you to guide you to your desires and we're going to have the opportunity to enjoy some of Jonathan's wonderful original music and you're going to learn more about that if you just go on to his website which is concertoflife.com but meanwhile welcome to the show Jonathan Mitchell how are you today 
Oh, my goodness. I am so good. Thank you so much, Marla. How are you? I'm really doing well. I am. I'm enjoying uh, enjoying this Monday as I always do. The sun is shining. Life is good. So you're in Utah. <laughs> is that right, Jonathan? You're in Utah? I am. So? I'm in Salt Lake City. Oh, beautiful. What's it like there today? Um, you know, it's been actually really warm, but today it's just kind of cloudy and and uh, overcast, but I, I like it, so it's, I'm, I'm good to go. I, I love it here. Ah, uh, well, we got your sunshine guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Jonathan, this just sounds like a fascinating story to me. How did you end up here in Chicago working with the teens off the streets? Oh, my goodness. Well, I had um, I was in college at the time, and I was going through my leadership development and conflict management classes, and I had one of my professors approach me. Um, it was usually a social work degree-type internship, um, but she knew I was going into conflict management. She's like, you can get no better training than with <laughs> kids from Chicago, inner city, oh, yeah. for a conflict management. So I was like, okay. So I signed up and went with them as one of the counselors. Everyone else was in social work. And I was more on the leadership development side. Um, so it was way fun to work with the counselors and the kids and just, you know, see a different aspect in, in the realness um, of what they were going through. Just because it was, it's as raw as you can get when you're in the inner city with the kids and you hear about their stories. It just was crazy. So that's how I went there. And I, I spent a lot of time there for an internship and then did the same thing in, in St. George, a little bit more intensive. So. Mm. And and so do you have between your experiences here in Chicago and there in Utah do you do you have a story that you would feel free to ch- uh, share with us? Um goodness gracious what kind? Give me give me a type. Um you know one of the kids or, or turning around or having some great awarenesses that helped put he or she on a better path something like that anything? Yeah, there was a kid, um, his name was Reggie, he looked like a mini Fat Albert. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was such a cute kid, he was about 10 years old, and he used to rap all the time, and we had him rap about ketchup and breakfast, and he'd just make up these little raps about all this stuff, we loved him. Um, but his, um, his dad had died, and his mom was a major drug addict. And uh, so she, she was really unavailable for him, and so we really made it a point to make sure that he knew that he was cared about. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time, from uh, we had a every night we had a campfire, and I was doing the music that night. And uh, we were just walking back because he was helping me with the fire. And uh, we looked up at the stars, and he was from inner city Chicago. And we took him out that night to out about four hours out of Chicago, so you could see the um, so you could see the stars everywhere. Mm. And uh, we stopped for a second. I'm like, you see, you ever seen so many stars? And he said, no. And um, and then he saw him blinking, and he was like, what's that? And I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a star blinking for you. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, that's probably your dad telling you that he loves you and he misses you. Mm. And he just starts bawling. And he's like, I've never had anyone ever tell me that before. And he was just crying and all this other stuff. And, and uh, so I knelt down and gave him a hug, and he said, I love and care about you too, man. And I'm not going to, you know, we're here for you. We really do care about you. We're not going to leave or or uh beat you or anything else you know we're really just here to care for you and he just he, he had never honestly experienced that type of honest to goodness love which is strange for me because i grew up in a family which was very loving but i just realized that anymore that's that type of environment's very abnormal and it was really cool to share that and after that has an effect of being able to express that and help him 
receive some love for him, even though he's just a little kid who he didn't think anyone cared about him. He just he responded so much faster and better to everything we did since then. He was just like, oh, yeah, you guys care about me, and he, and he felt included and a part of the group instead of just being an outcast that no one wanted to be with. So That's pretty amazing. You made him feel safe with just one simple expression of caring. You know, yeah. that's, uh, that's a good story. That's great. Do you, do you know anything about where Reggie is today? Last time I heard, um, I think, I hope anyways, he's... He was, I think he graduated from high school, and I think he was going into um, South Carolina, I think, for, for college, I think. Wow. Um, I, I really don't know. I lost touch with a lot of them just because we, we had all their emails, and most of them moved around, and I, all I had was their phone number. And then when they left, I never had anything. So most mm-hmm. of them I lost contact with, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, Wow. Well, just to get a kid off the streets through high school is pretty amazing. To hear that he's going on to college is got to be a rarity. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was myself and many other counselors who who he went to that that little um, organization we did. I think every year, and it wasn't just me. There was a lot of other people who did some amazing things with him, and Mm -hmm. and uh, through all of us made a huge impact on his life. And it's just cool to be a, a part of the whole yeah. picture with that. Yeah, I can imagine. So, Jonathan, you went from there, and yeah. uh, you set out on a path to help people really explore their, their inner beings and, and uh, uh-huh. you know, teach people through through your music and through your coaching. Tell us a little more about how you realized that that was your purpose in life. Um. You know, it was when I decided that I wanted to, um, I heard a phrase, the one you just introduced me with, which was very nice, by the way, mm-hmm. um, was uh, take the, when you take the slums out of the people, the people will take the slums, or they'll take themselves out of the slums. Mm-hmm. Um, and that concept has always been very intriguing for me. I read, um, I'm a Christian, and I read a scripture once uh, in Isaiah that talked about how uh, the Lord Himself was sent to to break people free from the chains that held them down, and I and I that resonated with me so much because I knew that I had my own stuff, mm-hmm. and that I had through other mentors and people broken through, uh, been delivered from my own stuff, and I wanted to deliver that same thing to other people, and so I made it a quest to do anything and everything I could to deliver that message. So one reason why I'm in music is one because I love it, been in it since I was a kid, but two because there's power in music that is nowhere else in the universe. And um, I want to be able to implement that with, with people so they're both using it either as an instrument or just listening to it and, and being cleared and helping them understand themselves and really make impacts on a cellular level mm-hmm. and move forward. Um, so the last couple of years, I've just been studying a lot about music and its effects on our auras, chakras, actual literal um, effects on our bodies as far as like our, our intestines and organs and all that stuff. Um, and then just going on the other side where we talk about life, you know, like life success coaching type things and just seeing the balance between the two. And I've seen a lot of correlations between music theory and then <laughs> success principles. So I was like, well, I just put them together. <laughs> and wow. it's just been, it's, so, it's just been so perfect. So working with a client now do you work with clients in a one-to-one coaching arena i do i don't do very many of them because i work with a lot of groups but i do work with some clients depending on what they have going on okay okay so you do a lot of group um coaching and workshops right Uh uh-huh 
Okay. Uh, we just have a few seconds till break, but the, the question I want to yeah. pose uh, for you to think about over break is, you know, if you could tell us a little bit more about how you actually incorporate that magic of music into your teachings and uh, whether, yeah, and then, and then, you know, what you see that do for people and, and how it seems to impact them right there in that environment if it does. Because that's just fascinating to me. It's like the studies on water where, you know, what's yeah. I reading some time ago, even tears, the makeup of, of tears, uh, the chemical makeup is different when they're cried from sadness or when they're cried out of joy. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing the impact that something like music can have on us. And totally. Here we go. Awesome. Work-at-home moms. Here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work-at-home moms, with Jill Hart and Diana Innan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-home moms. CWAM.com and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-home mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Season Me is on Toginet. A delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. It's up to us to go down the road that leads us back home. Oh, oh, you love that we're broadcasting your tunes across the world here, Jonathan? I think it's great. Oh, fabulous. And, and tell us, Jonathan, what's the name of that tune? It sure is great. Uh, that one's called Look. Look. 
Awesome. Yeah. And how how are you inspired with with the lyrics of of your music? I mean, what where does that inspiration come from for you? Uh, you know, it comes from all over the place. I mean, mo- most songwriters could say the same thing. You know, it just kind of comes from where it comes from. But for me, usually on the album, um, when I did my first album, it was mostly like every song was like a letter to someone I cared about. Uh, so Look actually was kind of like my proclamation to the world. Um, and then some of the other ones were just like a friend went through a hard time, and so I wrote a song to or about him. Like a, one song on my album called Back Up was about a friend of mine who was... Um, uh, falsely accused of some things that were totally uh, mm. not even close to being true because I was he's a good friend of mine. And so he went through a lot of hectic times. So I wrote him a song and just saying, hey, this is what I think of you because I know a lot of other people have turned their backs on you, but oh, I'm not going to. Sweet. So wow. I wrote him a song. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's actually one of my favorite songs because we used to jam on it all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'll, bet, I'll bet that was really meaningful. Well, we're going to get to he- have a chance to listen to that clip a couple more times because our producer, Eric's cool. got that loaded for us. So, cool. um, so going and to break, Jonathan, we were talking about how you use music, actually utilize yeah. it within your workshops and such to to uh, inspire people. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Well, um, I like to think of music as, I mean, when you really get down to it, it's like, it's like vocal math. And there's a lot of order involved with music. Um, too many times I think that people in their lives, like for instance, when you're listening to a, a song on the radio and you hear all this fuzz and you can barely hear the song, it's annoying because you can't hear the song. Uh, too many times I think in our lives we have so much fuzz going on, so much noise that we can't hear the music. And when you can't hear it, it gets frustrating. And it's not that it's anyone's fault, it just sometimes we allow ourselves to be out of tune with with what we want to have, either with ourselves or around us, that frequency, you know. Mm -hmm. So with me and music, I talk a lot about order and noise and how to eliminate the noise. You can really identify, um, one, the universe's music and your own and how you fit inside of that uh, in the perfect self-expression to make sure that you are in alignment with that and really showing your true talents coming out, being powerful in your own state by giving back to the rest of the chorus around you. So mm. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And so eliminating that noise, I have a twofold mm-hmm. question here. Um, yes. th- the first is, can you give us a couple tips? Can you share with us a little bit about how we can eliminate that noise? And 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 the second piece of that is mm-hmm. when you say noise, are you referring to like brain chatter? Is that... What you mean? Um, to, I, to be honest with you, I refer to noise as anything that takes away from your ability to focus. Okay. So that that can be brain chatter. It can be the time you spend on the TV. It can be the mm. relationships you have. It can be uh, having t- too much junk in your house and it's not doing anything for you. I mean, noise shows up in a lot of different ways, personally. Mm, okay. Okay, great. So you said it's... the... The first question was what? How to identify well, it? Yeah, yeah, share with us some tips on how to eliminate that noise because, wow, out of those things okay. that you listed, gosh, people are probably, you know, 10 out of 10, right? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, this is where, like you and I talked about a little bit before, it kind of comes into the, the area of excess and abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times now with like the law of attraction, the secret coming out, everyone's like, you know, be abundant-minded, abundance, abundance, which is great. Um, but I've been talking with some with some of my uh, 
my partners in this in this field just about that concept and the difference between excess and abundance. And I bring this up because to me, right. excess is noise okay. in in the music world. So if like for instance, you you have, I'll kind of define this so it can help helps us out. But abundance to me is anything, any activity, anything in your life, any relationship that produces more than it consumes in your life. And excess is something, anything, any relationship that consumes more than it produces. So, for instance, you look at your house. This is a very, very easy way to do this. You look at your house, you look around, you touch everything in your house. Be it an instrument you haven't played forever, be it CDs you have on the wall, be it TV, be it whatever it is. If it's excess and it's consuming and it's not producing, if it has a job and it's not doing it, whatever that is, eliminate it. Get it out of your way because outside of you is just a reflection of what's going on inside. And if you can eliminate the noise in your space, it can help eliminate the noise inside of your space, inside of your head. Because it's just a reflection, they're connected. Um, another way to eliminate noise, I think, and, and this is something that people talk about all the time, is some form of meditation. Um, to take some quiet time in the morning, I think, is absolutely essential. Uh, I think a lot of times it's becoming kind of a pop thing to just say, hey, let's meditate, but it's more than that. It's really coming into the quiet spaces. I heard once that chaos reigns when there's either no silence or no order. Like with music, some people don't like some of the new music because it's just noise, and that's all they can hear. Music is about order. It's on a beat. It's, it's synchronated, and it's together, and it's about jumping around silence. So if you can create silence in your life, you can really begin to hear the music inside of it. So personally, what I do is I take time in the morning to really just have nothing on but silence. I put some headphones on so it's just nice and quiet. Hmm. I just kind of come down to a space of peace and quiet. And then I um, let come whatever come. I usually ask a question like, what question do I need to ask myself today? What activity would be best for me to do today? What action can I take? And I listen. And no matter how random it is, I just let whatever inspiration comes, like you need to go have some breakfast. Okay. <laughs> go do breakfast. <laughs> I'm there. Come back, come back, sit down. And then as long as I obey whatever intuition it is, because sometimes it will be something random, but then I'll be like something deep, like you need to go do this, which is like this hugely insane, powerful thing. But I don't see it until two, three days, two or three days later when I actually do it. And then, and then I'm like, oh, well, I understand why I, I was I had inspiration. So th- those are a couple of ways. One, meditating, and two, eliminating the noise inside of your own space, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, you know, some of us do that at a subconscious level. Um, you know, <clears throat> speaking for myself, I've noticed that the more grounded I become in my spirituality, the less clutter I seem to want around me. My home is pretty, right. you know, st- Dreamline nowadays, you know, and yeah, totally. uh, yeah. So, so we we tend to to subconsciously do that as as we evolve and grow, and it's got to be, you know, a great way to kind of uh, give a boost to that evolution, if totally. you will, to clear out that clutter and chaos with intention. 
Yeah, like I think personally that that disorder and chaos is the father of poverty. And since we're talking about millionaire mindset, mm-hmm. um, all the millionaires I've ever studied have always had things in order. They've never had like a messy house. You get in the car, it's a nice car. They don't have stuff everywhere. I mean, it just and it's, and it's one doing what they do, but it's also understanding why they do what they do. What's what's the reasoning behind it? Mm-hmm. And if there's stuff in your life that's taking up space, you don't have room in your life to bring in more. So once you eliminate it, it's kind of like the vacuum principle, but it's more than that. You're creating space. Like personally, I think there's a way that I personally believe in God, and I also personally believe he has an order and a system to create. It's more than manifesting. Manifesting is like step five of creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yesterday when I did that speech on on, uh, gratitude, one of the things we talked about is the Fibonacci effect. Right. Um, And what an order that is. I mean, that to me is just living proof that there is a greater order. That's right. Wow. And to me, one of the first steps to do any type of creation is creating space in your mind, in your house, in your time, everything. You cannot afford to not create space. Some people say, well, I don't have time to meditate. Create space. Just do it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have time to do this or that. Well, then you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Yeah. And if that's okay, if that's what you want, cool, go do it. But if you want to make yeah. a change, create the space so that you can discover and move forward and then act once you have the inspiration. Yeah, and one of the things I say to my clients about that is that as you embrace meditation as a daily ritual in your life, that you're going to have more time. Even though you're taking time out of your day, it's going to create more time. And I guess I'm seeing how this coincides with your belief system that, you know, it helps get the clutter out and create Mm -hmm. space. That's beautiful. Wow. Uh Very nice. So so then kind of piggybacking on that... um, Uh This then helps us tune into that higher frequency, which yeah. stimulates the law of attraction that, you know, we right. are all hearing so much about now. And uh, talk to us a little bit about how we can then go to that next level and tap into attracting things that we desire into our life. Not just tangible things, but a life that right. we desire. Yeah. Um. Because I'm a musician and I always think of things on a music level, I'll kind of use that. I don't really believe in attraction. I believe in tuning in. Um, like, like a radio, for instance. One, one person I used to study with was Leslie Householder. Gave an example once of, of a radio. When you, you have music right now playing in your house, wherever you are, but you can't hear it because you don't have the ability to tune into it. But as soon as you bring a radio in, all of a sudden there's music. Did it create it? No. Did it attract it? No. It just tuned into what was already there. And too many times people have that same mindset with their life. Well, I can't be a millionaire. I can't have a good relationship, blah, blah, blah. It's just like it's there. You're not tuned into it. Just because you're tuned into country doesn't mean jazz doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It just means you haven't tuned into it. So for me, part of tuning in, I think of um, try to do a couple different ways. There's one identifying where you're at. I mean, it's always about acceptance and surrendering to your frequency where you are right now and just saying, okay, I have apparently created this or I've had the opportunity to dance with life and here's my life right now, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And really accept it and love it and just lay down the, the fight. <laughs> yeah. So that you can't, 
Yeah. yeah, and that can be that. In a, we're we're going to go into break in a few seconds, so I'm interrupting yeah. here. But to no, say fine. that that can be really challenging for some people yeah. to accept life as it is and and yeah. to give up that resistance. So we're going to listen to some more of your music here, Jonathan. Look, I believe. Hey. <laughs> is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Mom with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. It's up to us to go down the road that leads us back home. It's up to us to see we already are what we want to be. Don't give in to what others say. Seize the moment right here and now. Seize the day. And that was just a little teaser. If you want to hear more of Jonathan Mitchell's beautiful music, then go on over to Concert of Life. Do you do you have uh, much of your music loaded there on your website, Jonathan? You know, I have to confess, I was right in the middle. Um, we had some glitches. I was redesigning my website with my web designer, and it's still not finished. But they can go to there or Johnny K, J-H-O-N-N-Y-K, and the music's there, too. Oh, so. wonderful, because it is beautiful. Um, well, thank you. 
Yeah, when when we first were introduced, oh, oh, we have to tell that story before we go back to our topic because it's okay. just okay. It's, it's it's so funny. So, I get this phone call, this 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 phone call <laughs> from this guy who I've never met before, and he says, uh, "Yes, so so Noah St. John has the, what? What were you introducing me to? Noah, a Noah St. John product? What was it again? Let's give him a uh, plug his here." Was- his was the accelerated results analysis. All right. Whatever that is, yeah. it sounds fascinating. And Noah was a guest on my show last summer. And yeah. so here I thought you were calling from Noah's place <laughs> to, you know, say, hey, Noah wants to hook up again. Let's get on your show again. I'm like, wait, cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I hear this product. And, uh, well, it was just you and I just got to chatting after that. And haven't looked back it was great it was just such one of those synchronicity you know things definitely totally Totally. so so yeah so okay so back on to topic uh we were talking about before break um and uh using music your music analogies are just wonderful i really enjoy those and how we can well uh, you were talking about accepting what is and tuning in can i talk on that for a second please yep absolutely um, I think sometimes people judge too much of where they're at. Like where I'm at right now is bad. When I played in a symphony, in order for us to tune in to like, uh, if anyone's been to a symphony, when everyone's warming up, it's just noise. Everyone's going crazy. And then it stops. There's silence. And then the master violinist, uh, uh, I hope I can say that right, <laughs> plays, usually plays a C or a B note. And then everyone in the symphony matches their tone to that one note because they are the master of the symphony mm-hmm. once you tune in but the, before you can tune in you have to say okay i am too much flat or i'm too much sharp one of the two i've got to adjust and once you adjust then you're in tune with the rest of the symphony too much in life i think that people look at their outside circumstances and say look at this i'm flat and i'm horrible or look at this i'm sharp and it's, it sucks <laughs> Or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of just saying, listen, I'm sharp, let's, let's, let's just adjust. Let's just adjust and tweak a couple of things, and then we'll be in tune. There's two things with, with life is just, one, knowing what to tune into. That's the number one thing I, I think people have a trial with. And two is really allowing themselves to be okay being out of tune. Like, it's not a bad thing. It happens to all of us mm. all the time. So. Yeah. So to not judge it, but let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I'm just playing yeah. the devil's advocate here because I work with this all Please. the time as well. And, you know, when somebody's <laughs> in a bad space, meaning that they can't pay their mortgage mm-hmm. or, you know, their, their grown children are not speaking to them or, or, mm-hmm. or you know, all these things that are happening. Um, how, how do you suggest people step in and embrace that and not judge it? You know, that's been something I used to struggle with a lot myself just because I went through my own hard times and just asked the same question. Um, just because they're like, you know, look at this. This is horrible. My, my family's not talking to me or I don't, I don't have money to pay anything. I mean, it's hard. I've been there, and it, it's, it's hard. But I also know the laws of the universe, and I also know that one of the principles that has guided my life is what you focus on expands regardless. So if you're looking at your mortgage, and if, if energy in motion is emotion, and you have all this negative emotion being focused on how bad your mortgage is, it's like a balloon that's going to explode all about your mortgage. 
Mm-hmm. If you're worrying and, and stressing out, it's not going to give you space to create. It's not going to give any value to anyone. All you're doing is hurting yourself. And I have to kind of take people through, like on the analysis, one of the things I do is helping them see where they're in tune with and help them really see and say, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're doing is, is partly creating this. We've got to shift something or it might take something major like a heart attack or a car wreck for you to go, maybe I should be more grateful for my life. Yeah, my mortgage stinks or whatever, but there are other good things. So for me, it's what you focus on expands. You take, like, let's say 80% of your energy is spent on worrying about the mortgage. Mm-hmm. As hard as it is, if you take that and you switch it, just two degrees, you tune into what really is. Like, just say three months down the road, you get out of it and you look back and you say, man, I'm so grateful for that experience because it taught me this and this and this. Well, if you're going to say that in three months, why don't you just say it now? And if that's what you're tuning into, tune into it now. So if, it, if the mortgage is hard, what I personally do is just say I take that frustration. And this is nothing I want to talk to you about, about money, but a lot of things I do is, is I talk to my feelings as if it was a person. So I take it out of me, and I look at the frustration over money or whatever it is, and I say, money, I'm kind of upset. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> and, I have, and I have a conversation with them. I'm like, why are you doing this? What am I doing wrong? What can I do better? Uh, and, and because there's a relationship there, that frustration. And my duty is to heal it. It's my responsibility to heal it and by loving it. So I have a conversation. I say, this is how I feel. I'm kind of upset. Mm-hmm. And I express to it what it is, and I say, I don't want to be upset with you. I want to be friends. How can we be friends? How can I make this work? And I go through kind of this slow acceptance, forgiveness process, and then pretty soon the frustration dissipates. So even though I still have some, uh, or I may be behind the mortgage or whatever it may be, the emotion is gone. And when I don't have emotion with it, it's not filling up that balloon of frustration over mortgages, which then creates the space to have an idea that goes, well, maybe if I did this with my product or if I did this, all of a sudden extra money comes in or you tune into a better uh, job offer or something. I've personally experienced that in the last six months, that exact same situation of just mm-hmm. tuning into, like one with you, Marla, having this experience is, is for me, a result of doing the exact same thing of just being frustrated. How come I can't get out there and talk to anyone? And then when I just stopped and said, okay, what am I focusing on? What's going on here? Right. Had a conversation with myself and shifted it. All of a sudden, here's Marla. Here's this. Here's that. All this stuff starts popping up and I don't do anything. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's amazing if you can just, as you said, clear that clutter, right? What what opportunities present themselves just out of a phone call that you thought might go a different direction. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, but when you're open and you're not so frustrated and focused, but when you're open, then things just happen. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like it. So, so, so when you use the term, Jonathan, tuning into the master, what does that yeah. mean? Um, I personally feel that there is, as far as frequencies are concerned, that yeah. in your life, in the concert of life or symphony of life, that there is a master playing a, playing a note that, that each of us needs to tune into. Mm. Now, you can call that your higher self, your higher power. I call it God. I, I try to have a very good relationship with, with my higher power. Um, but whatever that is, there is something bigger than us. And it's, and it's our choice if we want to tune into that. Some people call it the universe. I don't care what it is, but we need to tune into it, which is all the, all the things that we are naturally are happy, joyful, thankful, humble, 
all these other things are things we naturally are. If you're not happy where you're at, it's because you're not naturally supposed to be grumpy <laughs> or frustrated. <laughs> That's not our natural state. If it was natural, we'd be happy being frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's yeah. about identifying who your master is and then tuning into it. If you don't know who your master is, identify someone like a mentor, even if it's in the book, who knew the, their master and who resonates with you, and study it. Jump into it. And tune into it. You made uh, several really wonderful points there, one of them being that these are natural states. This is a natural right. state. If it's not, then you, you right. wouldn't be in disharmony or disease. Right. And, right. uh, you know, we, we pointed that out yesterday in our gratitude talk that, you know, the gratitude symbol is the master key to the universe. And so being in gratitude yeah. is a, yeah. natural, a natural state for us. And yet, how often are yeah. we angry at the universe or at God or to, at whatever, <laughs> ourselves, uh-huh. um, rather than being in that state of gratitude and in harmony? Right. Oh, I love that. Love I, that. I read a book once where it talked about the law of transmutation and how people used to get all crazy. There's a book out called The Alchemist. Very, very, very good book. Right, yeah. And, and it, talk, it talks about how some people had the talent to turn plain metal into gold. The law of acceptance and gratitude is the law of transmutation in our lives. So when you accept what is and you're grateful for everything, even if it's nasty and you have no idea why it's there, like if you just went through a horrible divorce and it hurts and, it, and you want to be with someone but you're not, one of the most powerful, liberating things in the world is to stop resisting and saying, I'm not going to be grateful for that. That's horrible. Stop mm-hmm. resisting. Try it on. Just try it. Like all the stuff I'm saying today, don't believe me. Just try it. Try it on. See if it works. If it doesn't, cool. But if it does, go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And to step back from that resistance and stop paddling upstream, you know? Right. So right. it is. It's well, so another thing you said that I want to I talk about, too, is, is gratitude. To go from chaos to order, the bridge is gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's how you start to shift it. Personally, when I read um, a lot of different stories and people start to triumph is when they finally become grateful for wherever they're at right now. And on a cellular level, when someone becomes grateful, it goes from this, your muscles and your blood flow, everything goes from constricted to releasing and becoming open and more flowing mm-hmm. when you're grateful. When you're upset and worrying, everything starts to tighten up. And on your, on your parasympathetic level, everything in your body just starts tightening up and then nothing can flow. You can't create mm-hmm. when nothing can flow. <laughs> right, But when, right. You're, when you're grateful and just say, okay, my mortgage, I'm going to accept that I'm just not happy with it. I really am not. I'd rather have it be different. But the first step to tune into it is to say, I've got to adjust something. The first thing I've got to adjust is me, is my tuning. Mm-hmm. I've got to start becoming grateful for this. Yeah, and and tapping into that and understanding that the answers aren't necessarily somewhere out there on the horizon, but they're they're within right. you. And if you can still yourself long enough to tune into that gratitude and that mm-hmm. higher vibration, that better higher frequency, you'll find That's those right. answers. That's right. Yeah. You, you well, do such, one, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one one thing that I think people don't know about is that. Is, is on the cellular level, we have, like I'm studying body language, and one thing we talk a lot about is on a cellular level, we take pictures of our life with all the emotion in it. So, like, mm. if I was five, then my candy bar hey, got Jonathan, taken Jonathan, we're going to go into some tunes. We'll be back in just okay, a minute. Okay. Sorry about that.
parents? If you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parent's Plate is here to help you. The Parent's Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginat. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parent's Plate does. The Parent's Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work-at-Home Moms, with Jill Hart and Diana Innan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's up to us to go down the road that leads us back home. It's up to us to see we already are what we want to be. So give into what others say. <laughs> That's great. And that's Jonathan Mitchell, our guest today. And you can hear more of his wonderful original music at concertoflife.com. Jonathan, going into break, we were talking about, you know, the higher vibrations and frequencies that we actually have stored in our body at the cellular level. Tell us more about that. Well, I've been reading a lot more about, um, like one of the guys I study with, which you know of, is Noah. And he mm-hmm. talks about how there's, there's subconscious programming that we have that sometimes holds us back. And for me, just studying about the cellular memories we have, on the cellular level, it's, it's frequency, mm-hmm. uh, which I can understand because I'm a musician, so I think in frequency. And in order to, to eliminate a frequency, kind of like when you get on a plane, um, and you want to have no sound, you put on sound-eliminating headphones. And what they do is they match the frequency coming in and send it back out so it eliminates it and flatlines it, so it's just silence. Mm. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about that, like with people's lives, because sometimes something happened when we were 5, 10, 12, 25, 30, and we haven't either resolved it or something hasn't happened so we can eliminate that frequency. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's important about uh, meditation is being able to identify those things and really understand them and then eliminate them by, by just using gratitude and, and love. By just being able to really say, okay, this is obviously this is an issue because it keeps happening in my life. I, I, when I worked with people uh, in, the last, in the last six months, I've worked with about six or 700 people and um, every one of them had some sort of pattern that they didn't see until I said, hey, you have a pattern, stop it. <laughs> 
you yeah. keep tuning into the same you tune into the same music and then you wonder why it's like you if a radio or, or an mp3 player keeps playing the same song and no one changes it everyone's like well how come it's the same song it's because you haven't changed it so for me it's, it's a good thing to do that and one thing i want to talk to you about was one thing i wanted to offer people listening is i have a i wrote a meditation um in a song it's about 10 15 minutes long with me taking people through a meditation that uses about four or five energy and other modalities to help mm-hmm. on a subconscious level identify and eliminate those frequencies so you can create the space to make something you want and plug in something you want so beautiful. just want to make sure you are that yeah beautiful and where where can people go to find this song well that's the <laughs> because it's not quite finished. <laughs> Um, if if people can write me at coaching at concertoflife.com and just say, hey, I would love that, um, it's ready. It's just I, I just got to have my website get fixed up so you can have it. And it's usually about 10 or 15 bucks. but for anyone on, on the phone today, I'll, we'll, I'll give it out for a dollar today. Just wow. write me there. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I, yeah. I think you'll probably be getting some emails. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very generous share. Thank you. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so uh, email Jonathan for that for that meditation and that beautiful music at coaching at concertoflife.com. We're going to yeah. do that. That or concertoflife at gmail.com. One of the two should get to me. Mm, okay. Concertoflife at gmail.com. All right. Yes, Wonderful. Good. And Marla, so, I just have to tell you, thank you so much for being here. What, what, what else can I do to, to serve you today? Oh, I like that. Okay, let's talk about uh, one of the things that uh, mm-hmm. we touched on earlier but didn't get into too too deeply was becoming yeah. own master. We talked about tuning into the master, yes. and you talked mm-hmm. about the master of the symphony and that beautiful analogy. Becoming your uh, own master. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, goodness. Um <laughs> That, that kind of dives into perfect self-expression. Um, personally, I think that something is absolutely necessary for people, I don't care if they're being coached or not, is to have some sort of mentor. Um, because sometimes, like in a symphony or an instrument, someone's playing the drums and they should be on the trumpet, or someone should be playing the guitar and they're on they're singing, whatever the case might be. And they need someone outside of them to say, you know, you're really good here, but, you, but you're weak here. I think this might fit you better. Mm-hmm. or something. So they need someone outside of them to help them find out what that is. There's two areas you can have that. When you're meditating, when you tap into that higher power, that's the first place you're going to find your perfect self-expression. And they're going to help you know that and bring in people into your life, whether it's an actual mentor or someone who can help you find that. Um, and then secondly, it's just, uh, for me, it's that picture of yourself like sometimes we don't always know what we're going to be doing with our lives, but we know the feeling that we're going for, right? Mm-hmm, right. And we know what it, what it's like to step in and say, "This is what it feels like to be me." That's my. That's me. I think it's very important to do. Um, for instance, like the Christmas Carol, I'll take you through a real rough example. Um, the Christmas Carol, Scrooge gets taken with the ghost of Christmas future, and he watches himself going through his life. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do that same thing. You say, in one year, let's just say I was in my perfect self-expression, and I was just, like, loving it. And we, you and I go on a ride, and we say, we look at ourselves, and we go, okay, what are you saying to yourself? If you were going to talk to a friend, and you were expressing, saying, oh, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful. I'm so this and that. That would be your tuning. 
you can tell what you're tuned into by the emotions you're going because emotions have tuning. So for me, it's like first identifying what would I be like if I really was my own master? How would I feel? How would I think? How would I posture myself? How would I stand up and walk? How would I speak to people? Mm. All of that stuff. And then start tuning into that. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna walk differently, if you're your own master, start walking like you're your master. If you're gonna think differently, if you're gonna be grateful for all the hearts that you're going through now, then start right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And when you go through these processes, because, you know, let's face it, this isn't something we do once, right? I mean, these are ongoing, um, you know, processes that we need to embrace into our lives. And and we go up and down on that teeter-totter, that's that frequency, that vibrational scale, right? Um, Do you enjoy journaling as this expression? Do you talk to yourself? Do you talk to someone else? How do you get these expressions through and these awarenesses? to light you know um with music one thing i think it's very important is to not judge what you feel uh just because sometimes i write a song and i'm just really sad about something like i missed my my grandparents died when i was a kid and i miss them Mm. it's not bad to feel that or like with a mortgage you're saying you're frustrated so i do music to get out my frustration to express it Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean it's i mean because we're human we're going to experience some bad things and that's okay it's okay to experience that and we need to feel it but for me we need to let it flow energy needs to flow mm-hmm. so one thing i do is in the morning um if i don't feel like i'm in the space to meditate and i'm just frustrated about something i write about whatever i'm frustrated about and i just get it out i just go on my computer and start typing i am frustrated because of this blah, 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 blah. Okay. and i just put out whatever it is and get it out express it somehow um i like doing that better than someone else because sometimes your frequency can affect someone else so i'd rather get it out of my system think about it and then i'll go to someone else and say i'm kind of frustrated about this because i'm clear about my frustration Got that makes sense so I think it's absolutely essential to find some way, either write it, type it, do something to express it, get it out of your system. Yeah. Because as long as it's inside of you, that's your frequency and that's what you're tuning into. Mm-hmm. But if you that's can get it out, right. mm-hmm. then you can adjust it to what you want it to. So it's okay to express frustration. It just depends on how you express it. If you punch a yeah. wall, probably not the best thing. If you get mad at someone who doesn't deserve it, not the best thing. But if you're able to have a conversation with your frustration, say, Mr. Frustration, take it out of you and put it across to the table from you and be like, we need to talk. I'm ticked. <laughs> and I enjoy I, and I that. A... I have actually yeah. never used that, that process. I'm going to embrace that. I really enjoy that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, just like you said with the person, when we have an actual physical person we have a problem with, we got to have it out with them. Yep. This is how I feel. This is how I think. This is my problem. What can I do for you? And you have that same conversation with money. If you're ticked off about money, sit money down across the table from you and be like, money, I'm ticked. Why aren't you here? (laughs) And then talk about it. Treat that thing, that frustration, just like a person and be like, I want to have a good relationship with you. How can I do that? Please. (laughs) You know, like, how can I be a good friend to you? And have that conversation. Write it down. And if there's a lot of negativity, print it out, write it out, and then burn it. Get rid of it. Mm. And then go back, identify the emotion or the place, the frequency that you want to be tuned into, and then tune into it. Let your being be in that place. So once you've, in the morning, if you're frustrated, get your frustration out, Mm -hmm. then come back and say, okay, where do I want to be with money? 
Mm-hmm. And then you start speaking to money like it's your friend. I am so grateful you're in my life right now. I'm so happy that you love to be with me. I'm so happy that all of this stuff, whatever it is, and start tuning into that and let that frequency be your walk and talk during the day. So you put, then after that, you put a penny in your shoe. Every time you step on it, I'm so grateful that me and money are friends. I'm so grateful. All this other stuff. Because you've gotten out the bad stuff, you can now focus on the good stuff. You've created space for yeah. something else to take the place of frustration. I so. mean, it, that's sort of a, a uh, four-step process that you defined just then, and yeah. I like that. Because I think that that's a piece that is often missing uh, when people sit down to, to have these talks with themselves or to journal. It's to follow yeah. through with, cre- with replacing yeah. that vibration with that of a higher vibration. Yeah, it's well, scary. in music, like I write to frustration. I, I mean, I think it's absolutely essential. It's kind of a gestalt therapy type method, but I, I found right. it very, very powerful because you get all this emotion out because you're really just having the conversation with yourself. This is the same mm-hmm. conversation you have in your head. Yeah, <laughs> you're just having you're it, out it out and getting it out of your system. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you're replacing it. So, Jonathan, we have about a minute left in the show, and yeah. this has just been so delightful. You are just um, thank you so inspirational and and full of wonderful ideas and concepts and lots of love. I can feel there. So, um, tell thank us, uh, remind our audience where they can find you, and remind them of that beautiful, generous offer as well. Will you? Yeah. Yes. Um, first off, Marla, thank you so much for letting me be here. It's been a blessing, and I really do appreciate you, just so you know. Thank you. Um, I, uh, if you want to, go to concertoflife.com. There's a place you can put a comment in there. It's kind of in the middle of being redone, <laughs> so don't mind that. Uh, but it's going to be finished here this week. And uh, you can put in a comment in there or just write me at concertoflife at gmail.com or coaching at concertoflife.com, one of the two. And um, I'm offering a, a meditation piece that it has music and some other energy pieces in it um, to help identify and clear frequencies on a subconscious level to clear it so that you can start to create what you want. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us today, Jonathan Mitchell. It's been a delight. And thank you, everyone, for being here. I look forward to seeing you all next week here on The Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for being a part of The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,